0: This morning, I'd like to begin our time together with a very informal poll. Don't worry, there's only two questions. Kind of personal, but not too personal. So hopefully everyone will feel comfortable participating. Here's the first question this morning, and I just want to encourage your hand. If you can relate, if you've ever done this before, even one time in your life, would you just raise your hand? Don't worry, nobody's looking at you. Just raise your hand. So here's... Here's what I'm talking about this morning. Raise your hand if you can relate to this scenario. You really need some guidance, some inspiration from God. And so you probably find a quiet place and you you get this book. And you sit down and you you pray, God, please, I just need some direction. I need some inspiration from you today. Would you please show it to me? And then you, you keep your eyes closed. And then you just open it up and let it fall wherever it falls and then you take your finger you usually start with it pretty high and then you move down and wherever it falls that's god's word for you anybody ever done that before even one time okay thank you i see a few hands now here's the second question this morning for those of you who raised your hands you've done this before can i ask did it just happen to be at a time in your life when you were experiencing crisis Maybe just navigating a difficult time in your life. Can I get you to just, okay, a few people. A few of us have done that before. I think I see a few who are trying it right now. Anyway, I don't want to say this morning that God never speaks to people in that way. I've gotten a few good things like that over the years. But what I will say is this. When it comes to seeking guidance and inspiration from God, there are certainly more dependable ways than the way I just described. There are better ways. Like try this, spending time with this book, getting to know all of its parts and all of its pieces, how they fit together so that, kind of like that phone book, when we, we need to find something, We can. That other approach, it's a little bit like walking into a garage, a messy garage, blindfolded, and you just are going to grab the first tool that your hands touch. It might work every once in a while, but our chances are better if we invest a little bit of time on the front end getting to know what's around us. That's the reason We have been uh, engaged in a study of God's Word that we began way back in Genesis. Because for us, learning how to navigate and interpret this book better, it's going to mean that the time we spend in it is more productive, that it's more profound. So last Sunday, if you weren't here, uh, we were talking about just some very important events, just as Jesus is getting ready to launch His public ministry. So, of course, we're in the New Testament together. Last week, we talked about Jesus's baptism and the significance of it, what it means for us today. If it was important to him, it should be important to us. Amen. Last Sunday, we talked about uh, the temptations that Jesus encountered while he was in the wilderness and the way that he was able to overcome them largely through his familiarity with this book very appropriate story for the season of Lent. We also talked about the call of the first disciples, and we were reminded together of the good news that God doesn't always choose the smartest and the strongest and the fastest and the most successful. He chooses people who have hearts who desire to be close to him. This morning, we are moving into an overview of what Jesus's public ministry looked like what it looked like when he finally set out on the road. And our passage of scripture this morning is a wonderful picture that is painted of, of what Jesus' ministry looked like. I'd like to read it together. It comes from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4, beginning in verse 23. Here's what it says. And Jesus went throughout all of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So his fame spread throughout all of Syria and they brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, those having seizures and paralytics, and Jesus healed them. And great crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis and from Jerusalem and Judea and from beyond the Jordan. You know, this is a really perfect passage of scripture for our Bible 101 message series. because. It's not our intention to zoom in super close at every single one of the parables or every single one of the stories, but really to just get a larger sense of how the story progresses and what those larger pieces are. And so that passage of scripture, it really paints a good picture for us of what those three years looked like for Jesus recall that Jesus, probably about 30 years old at this time, when he begins his public ministry, most of which took place starting in Galilee up north and then gradually making the way down to Jerusalem for the events of Holy Week that we will begin to observe together next Sunday, about 90 miles that Jesus gradually made the journey through. So this morning, really just want to take a little bit closer look at what I would describe as really the two primary elements, the two most important parts of Jesus's public ministry. Now, if you were paying attention, or maybe you still have your Bible open to the passage we read together, you probably noticed right away what those two primary elements of Jesus's ministry were. The first was... Teaching and preaching. Just going to lump those together. Gospels really, in a lot of ways, use those words interchangeably. So the first one is the teaching and preaching of Jesus. And the second would be performing miracles. Go back and look at that passage as we walk through the message together and you'll see both of those things. You know, if I had just a brief opportunity to tell you the most important things about Jesus' ministry... When it comes to his teaching, when it comes to the miracles he performed, that's what I want to cover in our time together this morning. We'll begin with the teaching, the preaching of Jesus. In Luke chapter 4, verse 43, Jesus tells his disciples, he tells them very clearly what the number one mission of his public ministry is. Now, remember, we're not talking about Holy Week in the city of Jerusalem and everything that happened there. We are talking about the three years that he spent on the road preaching and teaching and performing miracles. That's the portion of his life that we're looking at together this morning. The number one most important part of the mission for these three years was this. Jesus preaching the message of the gospel, plain and simple. That passage in Luke, Jesus actually says to his disciples, he says, this is what I came out to do. Number one, most important part of Jesus's ministry. So what is the message? Essentially, the message of Jesus was and still today is this. That all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Say amen this morning if you are unperfect. Amen. Me too. But also that through the love and the sacrifice of Jesus, that grace and forgiveness is extended to every single one of us, that we can be redeemed and restored and have relationship with God, our heavenly Father, for all of eternity. I mean, we've all we're probably familiar with that passage. From John, found in the third chapter, verse 16, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. That's the message of the gospel. It was the number one most important part of Jesus' ministry. And by the way, did you notice that this message is not only for the Jews? Not only is this message preached in the synagogues, it's preached everywhere. And why is that so important? So important because that's where we come into the story. So important because it reminds us of that covenant that God made with Abraham that we talked about way back in Genesis, that through the lineage of Abraham, that all of the world would be blessed. Jews, Gentiles alike. And so we see Jesus and he's, He's preaching the message of the gospel to all people. Number one concern of Jesus' ministry, number one priority, was that we spend eternity with him and with our Father in heaven. But not the only thing that was important to Jesus. He talked about other stuff, too. He talked about and taught about life on this earth. And how to live it well. There is a concept that Jesus preached about more than any other. It is the concept of the kingdom of God. Different than the kingdom of heaven. Kingdom of God is something that that really begins now. Wherever God's will is made a priority among his people. And it's it's sort of a beginning of eternity. That we can actually experience right here. And right now, Jesus wants for us to live our lives on this side of eternity to the fullest as well. And so that's why he, he he taught about a number of other practical things as well. Here's just a few of the things that Jesus talked about and taught about. He talked about how to manage money. He talked about how to live without anxiety. He taught about how to raise children, taught about how to navigate the tough times in life. He taught us how to pray and how to worship. He taught about priorities and the fact that the things that are important to the world are rarely things that are important to God. I mean, he really turned a lot of ideas just absolutely upside down on their heads. Jesus talked about the condition of our heart as being the most important thing to the Father. The inside and not the outside. You know, if you really want a a pretty concise summary of Jesus' teaching, and we spent a whole sermon series looking at the greatest commandment, that we love God with all of our heart, our mind, our soul, and our strength, and we love our neighbor As ourselves. So. If you're looking for. Practical teaching. The teachings of Jesus. In the gospel. It's a good place to start. By the way. Who thinks it's pretty cool. That I mean these things Jesus taught. Almost 2000 years ago. I mean we get to. Carry around copies of those. We get to open and look at them. Anytime we want to. I think that's pretty incredible. So, again, just a few words about the teaching and the preaching of Jesus. A little bit of time we have left this morning. I know it's not much. I'd just like to look at the miracles that Jesus performed. Going back to the passage of Scripture that we read together, there's quite a few listed there. And so if you didn't know this this morning, if you came in, And didn't realize that Jesus performed miracles. Let me tell you, he did all sorts of miracles. Some of them are mentioned in the passage that we read together. Some of them are mentioned in other parts of the Gospels. But we look back and we remember that Jesus, he healed the sick. And he gave sight to the blind. Even raised the dead. Jesus calmed storms and he walked on water. And there was that time that he fed thousands of people with just a few fish and a few loaves of bread. So as we're talking about miracles, you know, those are the kinds of stories that we are remembering together. For me, when it comes to wrapping my head around the miracles of Jesus's ministry, it helps me to look at them from two different perspectives. I believe that the miracles of Jesus were motivated primarily by two things. The first is the miracles of Jesus in his ministry were in many ways strategic. And I'm going to come back to what I mean by that in just a moment. One of the reasons that Jesus performed miracles is that they were strategic. They were a part of a bigger picture, a part of a bigger plan. Second reason that Jesus performed miracles is out of compassion, because he cares about people. So can I talk about that for just a moment? What do I mean about miracles being strategic for Jesus? Did you notice how many are performed at the beginning of his public ministry, the ones that we read about together, it said that he pretty much healed everybody that he came across. The important thing in understanding miracles is that they were always, they're important, but always secondary to the primary mission of Jesus was to spread the message of the gospel. So as Jesus travels, he begins to perform miracles. Guess what that generates? It generates followers. It generates a crowd. It generates people that Jesus can teach and share the message of the gospel with. And so he very quickly picks up an audience, people that he can preach to and teach to. We notice that, and this sort of helps us wrap our heads around this idea, is that as his ministry progresses, Jesus cuts back on his miracles a little bit because they are they actually become a distraction to his number one mission which is to teach and preach the message of the gospel and so we see as his ministry progresses uh, there are some folks who are really just coming out for the show right they're coming out for the miracles they're coming out to be healed and not listening to the teaching of Jesus and so we see that he as his ministry progresses he still performs miracles but not as many as he does at the very beginning. The miracles of Jesus also show the authority that Jesus had and this is important because it tells us more about his identity. We see through the miracles that, that Jesus actually has power over nature, has power over evil, has power even over death. We get a glimpse of into who he is. And then finally, this is the last thing I'll share. The miracles that Jesus performed. They were confirmations of his identity as the Messiah. Do you remember that story? I'm pretty sure it's found in Luke. It's so powerful when John the Baptist. You know, the extended cousin of Jesus. And he's imprisoned. And he is faced with the threat of losing his life because of his relationship to Jesus. And I don't know if he just has a moment of doubt or if he just absolutely needs confirmation, but he sends a message to Jesus. And the question is this, you know, are you the Messiah? Are you the one that we've been waiting for or should we look for another? And I love the way that Jesus responds to that question. It's not with a bunch of words. He simply points his finger at the things that he has done. His response to John's question is this. I have healed the sick. I have caused the lame to walk. I have given sight to the blind. These miracles are affirmation of his identity as Messiah. We know, of course, that John the Baptist lost his life because of his faith. So that is one of the reasons that Jesus performed miracles in his ministry, is that they were part of a bigger picture. I mean, something much bigger than just what transpires in the story. The second is simply this, is that Jesus cares. He doesn't like to see people hurting. He has compassion. I've shared with you my favorite word in Hebrew, Emmanuel. It means God with us. This morning, I'd like to share with you my favorite word in Greek. The word is splunknizomai. Isn't that a fantastic word? You don't even have to know what, it's, what it means to like that word. Splunknizomai. What it literally means is to be moved with compassion. But it's, it's much deeper than just a feeling that washes over it. It actually describes sort of almost a turning of the stomach, something that happens deep inside When we we observe something that just speaks to us, and that's the word that's used on a number of occasions, when the people are hungry, Jesus is moved with compassion. When someone comes to him to be healed, Jesus is moved with compassion. That's another one of the reasons that Jesus performs miracles. I think it's important for us today. Because... Understanding the role of miracles in Jesus's ministry can help us understand the role of miracles today. At any time, in any place, God can do anything he wants, which is why I think it is completely okay to pray for miracles. And sometimes God answers and sometimes God moves in miraculous ways. I know that, that we could tell All sorts of stories, things we've experienced that are miraculous in our lives and in the life of this church. It's okay to ask God for miracles. But what I also want to add this morning is this. Is that when God does not choose to answer our prayer, to answer our request in the way that we would like him to. He calls us to trust him. Because remember, the miracles are always of secondary importance To the big mission, which is the gospel, salvation, and a bigger plan that is at work, whether we can perceive it or not. All things working together for good. So when God doesn't answer in the way that we would hope, he still invites us to trust him. Always something bigger at work. A lot more could be said. But this morning just want to really remind us two most important parts of Jesus's public ministry. And next week as we begin this journey through Holy Week in the city of Jerusalem, we see another chapter, another season in the time that Christ spent on this earth. If I could just come back for a moment to that illustration from the beginning. As we continue to learn more and more about this book, how to navigate it and how to interpret it, it's going to help us more and more to find guidance and inspiration from God. And we no longer have to do silly things like close our eyes and open it up and point our finger, right? Because we already know this book. This is the number one way To stay connected with God. Time in his word. Alongside prayer and worship. This is a way that we can stay connected with God. We can stay in communication with God. Because the last thing we ever want is to just go to him. When we are in crisis or challenge or difficulty. Because he wants to be with us in the good times too. Amen. Let us pray. God, thank you so much that you do. You walk with us. You continue to reveal more and more about yourself to us, to those who are open. Thank you for the message of good news, that there's nothing we can do that can cause you to not love us. Thank you for the gift of forgiveness. Help us to receive it. Thank you that you can be the Lord of our lives if we just invite you in. These things we pray in Jesus' name.